0: Welcome to the Being Fearless Podcast. In this podcast, we work on facing our fears so we can live our best lives. There's always going to be a voice inside you telling you you can't. I'm here to tell you, yes, you can. I'm your host, Jackie Robbins. I'm an ulcerative colitis warrior, dog mom, and a fitness enthusiast with a cupcake problem. I'm also the author of Everyone's Got Their Shit, Navigating life with ulcerative colitis. It's okay to be scared, do it anyway. Hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So the other day I was driving around in my car. I do my best thinking when I'm driving around in the car or if I'm in the shower. I'm sure you can relate. And then I have to remember these wonderful ideas that come to me later on because I can't write them down when I'm in either of those places. But it occurred to me the other day that some of you might be listening and this is a personal development self-help podcast but you might be at the point in your journey where you're just like, okay, I'm not at where these podcasts are. I don't even know where to start. And you guys, I've been there. So I just wanted to come on here and give you some tips on how to start your journey or maybe some refreshers if you're feeling stagnant. Because I think I've mentioned this before, but there are some times where I have to take a Step back from the personal development world because I feel like my brain is swimming with all sorts of things, and I can't figure out if these are things that I actually believe or I've just heard enough, so sometimes you have to take a step back and then come back, but I'm a wholehearted believer in personal development, books, therapy, you know, all the things working on yourself. I am a self-love junkie, but that was not always the case. So, I thought this week I would help you guys get your shit together. Maybe it's a refresher. Maybe it's the kick in the ass that you need. I don't know, but hopefully it's helpful. So, Let me start by telling you guys how my journey with personal development started because I don't think I've ever actually shared this. So I said before, you probably, when you first begin this journey, you're like, I don't even know where to start because I did not. So flashback to 2015, it's right around Thanksgiving and my cousin messages me after I see her about this fitness challenge she's doing, and she's super excited about it. She wants to know if I want to join. Maybe I'll even coach in this, that, and the other thing, and it's so funny because at the time, I hadn't been teaching in like a year or two. I hadn't really been working out. I was feeling like I needed a change, but I didn't really know what that looked like, and truthfully, I said yes to her because it was her, and I love my cousin, and I wanted to spend more time with her, and I thought this was a great way to do it, but I sort of just said yes to her because I was like, you know what? Sure, I'll go ahead and do this. You seem really excited about doing it. I'm going to go ahead and do it, so she asked me if I would consider coaching, and I think like my gut response was actually no, but I said yes, and the reason I said yes was... I was a people pleaser, and I just wanted to say yes. And I also thought to myself, how hard can this be? You've been in the fitness industry for 20 years. So I say yes. I sign up. I start doing the things. And she sends me my first personal development book, and it was called Hashtag Girl And it came, and I looked at it, and I was like, I'm not going to read this. <laughs> it sounds so funny now. So I put it on my shelf and I like walked away. And just a little fun FYI for you guys in 2015, I was not reading books like at all. I was never reading. It wasn't something that I did. We'll get to that later. But like, I wasn't really reading books in 2015. So that puppy sat on a shelf for like a year. I spent a year doing these workouts doing this nutrition plan asking people if they wanted to join I was like mildly successful but I was watching all of these other people being like super successful and talking about personal development and the books that they're reading and I was like maybe I should read that book (laughs) so like a year later so now it's like 2016 and I decide as a new year's I don't call them resolutions. As a New Year's goal, I've decided I'm going to read one personal development book a month because that feels like something that I can try to do. Or one book a month. I don't actually remember what it was. So I pick up this book, I read it, and I'm like, huh, this, is, uh, this has got some good stuff in it. And so I started reading some other books. I'll tell you guys my favorites at some point during this podcast, But I started to notice a lot of really common themes in these books. And the biggest theme I saw was these people were just like me, but they went for it. The whole theme was like, go out there, do the scary thing, just go for it. And at the time I was like, well, I don't know what my it is. It was 2016. I had zero idea what going for it meant for me. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. They start reading these books. They start doing this work. They start with a therapist. And then they're just like, I don't know what my it is. I don't know my thing. I don't know where I should start. And if you're anything like me, if you get super overwhelmed... You just don't start. (laughs) I don't do that as much anymore, but there were many times in my life where I would be like overwhelmed or something would feel super stressful and I'd be like, "Mm, I'm not going to do that because that feels like too much work. And it's one of those things where you have to train yourself to be like, okay, if it's something that you really want, it's never going to be too much work. It's always going to be worth it. But I wasn't there yet. Here's where I was. I understood that I had the ability to follow a fitness program almost to the T. I say almost to the T because I have no issue working out any day that you tell me to work out. It's the nutrition that I've always struggled with. Fitness enthusiasts with a cupcake problem. like That was always the area that I struggled. But what I found doing this challenge was... When I really sat back and was like, I can do this, I can follow these programs, it gave me like a discipline where every day I was like, okay, this is the non-negotiable, I'm going to do my workout, and it actually set me up to go further because i realized okay i went from doing nothing every day and now i'm working out you know 5 days a week maybe 6 you know whatever it is and it was one of those things where that discipline showed me that i could make other changes in my life because that's the thing you you can't go all in and say i'm going to do the fitness routines i'm going to coach i'm going to do the nutrition i'm going to do the personal development That, to me, and most people, is like, holy shit, overwhelming. And you guys know, I'm a very all-in person. If I decide to do something, I am all-in. I put my whole ass into it, guys. We do not half-ass anything in Jack's land. So, here I am realizing, like, wow, you can do hard shit. Like, most people can't follow this, and you're following it. So, You kind of have to ask yourself in the beginning of your journey, what do I need? And that's such a super loaded question because I didn't know. I didn't know what I needed. I knew I felt better when I was exercising. I knew that these books were putting these great ideas in my head that technically I probably already knew. But in general, I'm like, I don't really know what I need. And most people don't. If I ask you what you need right now, do you know Because the most common answer is a nap. Whenever I ask my clients, like, hey, what do you guys really need right now? They're like, oh my God, I need a nap. I need a break. And that's actually pretty telling because that's telling me that, yeah, you probably do need a break. But you also have to make time for that break. Um, But then one of the other common themes that this book kept bringing up is, you know, what areas of your life are you struggling with? And I was like... I don't know. And here's what sucks. When you don't know, you have to sit back and look at the entire picture. And let's face it, there are things about ourselves that we don't like. I can tell you so many things that I don't always like about myself. One of the main things is um, I don't generally have a filter. And things just sort of... Word vomit out, and I think about it later. And, you know, it's charming sometimes, but not always when I stick my foot in my mouth. And also, like, I just, I have this weird need to apologize for things once in a while about how I can come off as, um... How do I put this? Like if I first meet someone and I'm nervous, I'm like a jabber jaws and I always feel the need to go back and apologize about it later. And you know what the worst part is? I don't even think I'm sorry. I just don't want them to think that I am always this chatty. Um... Because I'm not like once I'm not like super nervous, I can sort of calm down, but it really just depends on if my squirrel brain is in check and all of those things. But the truth is, you know, those are areas where I still have to work on every single day, but I'm at the point in my journey where I know I know where my shit is. I just have to, you know, keep working at it and do my best. But one of the things that you will hear everybody say in order to get your shit together, you need to clean up your environment and you're probably thinking that I just told you to clean your house and I sort of did but I'm actually telling you to clean up your entire life so <laughs> this is going to sound super overwhelming please don't get overwhelming overwhelmed but know that this is going to help you out so much if you can take the time to like walk around your house are there areas that are chaotic Are there areas that are, like Marie Kondo said, not sparking joy? Are there things that you just keep looking at because you don't have time to put them away? I want to encourage you to try to do, let's call it fall cleaning, like go around your house and just sort of get your things in order. Um, You know, maybe there's clothes everywhere because you need to go through them and decide what empowers you and what doesn't and get rid of it. But like the first thing I always tell people to do is clean up the environment around you because when you're not in a chaotic environment, you can think more clearly. I know one of my biggest things was I used to be a giant slob and I laugh about it now because there are people that know me years ago that every once in a while will make a comment about the fact that I'm so messy and I'm like whoa 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 no no I am not I am not that person anymore and I understand that a lot of people don't change but I've changed drastically and for whatever reason that one always pisses me off because my house is always pretty immaculate with the exception of dog hairballs that are everywhere Buffy sheds like a mother So that always like pisses me off. But one of the things that has really helped me so much is not living in chaos. You guys, I was losing my keys every other day. I once made them in my bed. I never even made my bed. So I'm not even sure how this happened. Um, I put them in the freezer once. I mean, I lived in chaos. It was like every morning I was practically running late. I was all over the place. And I found that simply... Making an organized environment, having everything in its place actually really worked out for me. And I might be borderlining on OCD with it now, but I've always been very proud of my house. The other thing that you have to do to clean up your environment is you have to look around at your support system. Who are the five people Three people, whatever it is, that are closest to you. I had to read this in more than one book. And I remember specifically reading the book, You Are a Badass, by Jen Sincero. And I was reading it in my ex-boyfriend's bedroom surrounded by all of his friends and I used to call these guys the lost boys and I hope that they are not as lost as they were but (laughs) they were literally the lost boys I all of a sudden looked around this room and I'm surrounded by like five or six guys who I saw on a regular basis and they were playing video games Drinking beer and talking about absolute nonsense. I have no idea what they were talking about. I just remember it being like nonsense. And I sat there and thought to myself, like, these are my people. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what are you supposed to do when you look around and you realize, like, these people aren't necessarily doing me any favors. We were in our mid-30s and they were still sort of... Um, I don't want to bash them because I I do keep a special place in my heart for them, but they weren't where I wanted to be. Let's put it that way. They weren't where I wanted to be. And I remember someone saying to me one day that, You're not going to elevate yourself if you don't surround yourself with people who are going to challenge and support you. And the other thing someone has said to me in my journey is, you never want to be the smartest person in the room. You always want to put yourself in a room where you can learn things. And I understood that by staying in this room with these guys, I probably wasn't going to get very far because don't get me wrong these guys were super super nice to me um, but they didn't understand what I was doing and I hadn't really shared much about my ulcerative colitis journey like they didn't realize that I was having a lot of internal struggles like honestly it's no offense to the guys that are listening but it's really hard to make guys understand some of this stuff like there are some of you that are actually if you're listening you're probably more evolved than the average Joe but I know with these guys you know they understood I worked out every day they understood I was reading these books at no point did they ever make fun of me but they weren't going to like support me and help me get better and that was a really difficult thing Um, and I know like I had a client recently tell me her immediate family is not supportive of her to the point where she does something and they are actively pushing her down like they are actively telling her like no you can't do this like why are you even trying and like they make fun of her appearance and all of these things and it really broke my heart because my mother has always been one of my greatest fans and has always told me whatever you want to do I will support you in every way I can and that is how I grow up but it is not lost on me that that is not how everybody grows up And when I was talking to this client, she did my two-month intensive program. And at the beginning of the program, she told me about her family and how she never sticks up for herself. She hasn't set good boundaries and all of this stuff. And I said, all right, well, the first thing we are going to do is we are going to start using our voice and teaching these people how you want to be treated because that's the thing. Our job, we can't. Expect people to just understand our boundaries. We have to set them. And by the end of the two months, you guys, I was, honestly, I was blown away by this woman because she ended the session talking about how far she's come and how she will use her voice if her family is putting her down and setting those boundaries. And she even went so far as a situation got really negative and she did what I do, (laughs) She peaced out. She was like, okay, well, this is getting really negative. Like, I don't want to be around this. And she left. And those are like my proudest moments when, you know, people can do that. Because sometimes it's about setting boundaries. So I don't want you guys to think that I'm like telling you to drop your family, your friends, break up with that person. I mean, you have to look at this situation and figure out how you can either repair it, if it's like a relationship, or... How you can set boundaries with your family and friends so that you feel fulfilled by this relationship. And if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, Jax, I have a really shitty support system, then I want you to work on that. Like, never mind cleaning up your environment. You need to find people that have the same values as you and people that when you say to them something absurd like, hey, I'm going to write a book, their first gut reaction isn't, yeah, no, you're not. Because that's happened to me. What also happened to me was, and it was not The Lost Boys, it was actually Peter Pan. After spending like a year and a half reading these books, going to therapy, facing some serious inner demons about how I hid myself for years. How I hid my disease for years. I remember... um, Actually, it was before therapy. I remember in the thick of the journey, I understood that I needed help. Not only did I understand I needed help, but I I knew I needed medication. And I've never not been honest with you guys. I have been on medication before for depression and anxiety. I am not at this point in my journey. But that's because I worked my fucking ass off to get that far. And you can too. But I'm a proponent. Is that the right word? I don't know. All right, whatever. I'm an advocate, let's try that one, of both therapy and medication if you need it. And you should go out and seek that help. But I remember going to this guy, and I mean, the world fucking revolved around him at this point. And he was like, therapy is for losers. Or something to that effect. He was like, therapy doesn't work. She's just talking. You need to figure out this on your own. And that was a moment where I sat back and thought to myself, oh, so I guess I'm supposed to do this on my own. Like I have everything else. Like he shot me down in a major way and I almost needed him. I needed the validation to tell me to do this. And that was my first mistake. You should never need validation to do something from an outside person. You should never have to look to somebody else to make your decisions Fulfill your life, make you happy. That is a huge red flag and probably an area you might want to look at. And we're going to get to like where you can make these small changes and how you can figure this shit out. But in addition to like cleaning up your environment and like looking around at your environment, I want to encourage you to take some time. Give yourself like 20 minutes, guys. 20 minutes. Can you give me 20 minutes? Sit down and sort of reflect on your entire life. I find journaling helps, but I know that some people hate journaling. So if you just have to do this in your head, I don't really care. I just want you to take a good, hard look at your life and ask yourself a couple of different questions. And if you're in the car and you're listening to this, um, reflect on it because I'm telling you guys this helps. Where do you feel unfulfilled in your life? Gut check. What's the answer? Like right out of the gate. Where do you feel unfulfilled in your life? Most people can answer this one pretty quickly, but they don't like the answer because that's the thing. When you're starting to face your demons, you have to look at the good, bad, and the ugly, and nobody wants to look at their ugly parts. How much joy do you have in your life? Like, are you doing any fun things? Have you gone on any vacations? Have you hung out with friends? You know, do you have any hobbies? Like, how much joy do you have in your day-to-day life? I, for me, I always love to have a little something that I'm looking forward to, whether it be like maybe I'm planning a girls night or a shopping day or I have an upcoming trip to actually go see that cousin I was referring to earlier in Salem. Like, I always try to have something that I'm sort of looking forward to. Um but also, I like to incorporate joy into my life every day. And that means a couple of different things. It could mean snuggling my dogs. It could mean reading. It could be in a dance party. Maybe I'm hula hooping in the backyard. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm running around in my underwear doing whatever the fuck I'm doing. Whatever it is, I just try to incorporate joy and excitement in every single day. So I want you to know... How much are you getting? I want you to ask yourself, how much are you getting? How much joy do you have every day? When was the last time you laughed until you almost peed your pants? Because I can tell you right now, for me, it was like two days ago with my best friend who I see on a regular basis. And there are times where she will say something. I will snort water out of my nose. I will almost pee my pants. And it's awesome. You need laughter. You need joy. Next question. Are you living for everybody else? Moms, I'm talking to you. (laughs) Um, Are you people pleasing? Are you relying on other people for your happiness? Be honest. I was. I'll be super duper honest about this. If I went to someone and said, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Will you do it with me? And I was really excited about it. And they said, no, I dropped it. I was like, okay, well, you don't want to do that, so I don't want to do that, and I just would just adapt to wherever I was and just wanted to make sure that everybody else was happy because if they were happy, then I should be happy, right? Are you in a romantic relationship that you are not satisfied with? Now, again, not necessarily telling you to break up with this person because I said so, but... Are there things you guys can work on? Are there areas you can work on? Or, and I hope this isn't the case, has it ended and neither one of you wants to let go because it's comfort zone? That's a whole new podcast. But just looking at this, because if you're with your partner all the time and they are not fulfilling you and you're not fulfilling them and you're all just going around miserable, what's the fucking point? And I know... You know, in my previous relationships, I had that definitive I'm either all in or I'm all out. And I would stay all in probably longer than I should have. And that is definitely something that I've learned and would never do again because some people are not going to grow with you. And that's what you want in a relationship. And you want that with like your friends and family too. But with them, you can set the boundaries a little bit more. But there are going to be people out there that are just comfortable with standing still. And if you're comfortable with standing still, you're probably not because you're listening to this. But I'm not comfortable standing still. I want to go out and do all the things and learn and become the best version of myself every single day. Also, you want to ask yourself, do you have friends that support you? Hell, you guys, do you have friends? Because I've had clients that say to me, I don't really have any friends. I have family. I have cousins. But I don't have any really close girlfriends. And that's something you can definitely work on. I definitely did a podcast about that not too long ago um, because I do find that it is harder as we get older to make friends, but it is definitely not impossible. Um, but here's the thing with friendship, just like a relationship, you have to nurture it and you have to work on it. It doesn't just happen because you're like, Oh, you're my friend. No, you have to like call that person. You have to make plans. You know, you have to effort guys. we got to put in effort. What I'm telling you to do right now is get really honest about your life. Take an inventory And then make small changes. And I'm always going to tell you this. First of all, start the day with a clean slate. Whatever you did yesterday, it doesn't matter. Today is different. Do one thing at a time don't go crazy and think to yourself, I'm going to, well, like the fitness challenge. I'm going to work out seven days. I'm going to eat the way I'm supposed to. No cheating. I'm going to get enough sleep. I'm not going to get stressed out. You know, whatever it is, don't pick like five gigantic things that you've never done in your entire life. You need to pick one. My... (laughs) my suggestion is going to be making time for you. Um, Whether it be one day a week, two days a week. If you're like me, you can do it every day. Most people are not. Make time for you and find the joy. And that's what's going to elevate you and bring you forward. I also want to just throw in there, practice saying no. People pleasers talking to you. Um... And also, I need you to understand this is not easy. Taking a look at your shit, getting honest with yourself is not easy. And I'm gonna tell you guys right now, as a really self aware person, it is a blessing and a disguise because I recognize my shit, I can call myself out on my shit. And then sometimes I'm mad because I have those moments where I'm like really I thought we should have been past this. <laughs> but you know what? You're not. So it is a blessing and a curse, but I'll tell you what, most people lack self-awareness. I hear people say all the time like, "Oh my god, can she even read a room? Like why is she still talking?" And the answer is no, they can't because they're not doing this they're not doing the inner work. And it takes a lot of self-awareness to understand where your strengths and weaknesses are. And to also not crucify yourself for having these weaknesses. You guys, we all have them. Like I talked about mine at the beginning of this podcast. I mean, granted they're weaknesses, but it really, it is who I am. So, you know, we're going to go from there. But those are are the ways you can make small changes. Like my, my two biggest suggestions are going to be clean up your environment, really look at look at your life and just think the biggest question is where are you not fulfilled? And then you have to start there and just start, you know, making small changes one at a time. And if you're like, shit, this still feels really really overwhelming, I got a couple of things for you. My three favorite books are You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero Choose Wonder Over Worry by Amber Ray and Girl Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. I will link these in the show notes. That, those are definitely helpful. I also highly recommend therapy. Therapy is super, super helpful. And I also think that having a mentor is great. And I always tell people when you're trying to find a mentor, you don't want somebody who's like light years ahead of you. You want someone who's like a couple of steps ahead of you because they really truly understand what you're going through and they're not like so far removed from the situation that it was like eight years ago. Um, If you guys are looking for a mentor, I do a fearless intensive program. It is a two-month program. We work together every single day through an app on a On the phone called um, Voxer. Of course, it's an app on the phone. I'm losing my mind. Um, And you get to go in there. Tell me everything that's going on. And we get to work through the shit on a daily basis. And we also do one on one calls but I find that you can get the most results when you commit and you're doing something every day because even though it's small changes and you have to do one thing at a time, you need to be consistent doing it or it doesn't work. So getting a mentor is great. Of course, it doesn't have to be me, but if you would like it to be me and I would be honored to help you on your journey, then hit me up on Insta at BeingFearlessJax. So you guys know at the end of my podcast, I always like to ask my guests, what the most fearless thing they've ever done. And I'm going to tell you guys right now without a doubt in my mind, the most fearless thing I ever did was being alone and taking a chance on myself and doing things that not everybody in my life understood. I understood that these were things that I needed to do and that's how I got this far. And I, you know, circling back to when I asked you guys, What did going for it look for me in the beginning of my journey? I had no fucking idea. And as I went through, the first going for it was, I'd like to be a speaker at a Crohn's and Colitis Foundation event. I'd like to start a podcast. I'd like to do freelance coaching. I'd like to write a book. Those were the things that I decided... But I didn't decide it all at once. So understand you don't need to decide things all at once. You just have to make your small changes and surrender to the universe and trust that everything's going to be okay. I really hope this was helpful. If it was... Please let me know, because sometimes I feel like I ramble, guys. But as you know, I am so appreciative that you listen to my podcast and you support me. It means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much. And remember the motto, it's okay to be scared, do it anyway.